to Success Quest. Become your best self and join the revolution to success. It's 2020, everyone. Isn't that crazy? I know it's just a number, but for some reason, 2020 sounds like a big year. It's a new year. It's a new decade. Uh, anyways, sorry. Just it's, it's crazy to me. But for those of you that are new to the show, welcome. This show is all about success. We talk about success and how to achieve success. And we try to talk about success in a different way and in with a different perspective. Usually the stereotypical success is it's all about money. It's all about becoming rich. When when I ask you about a successful person, the first person that pops into your mind is probably someone like Jeff Bezos, someone who's really rich or Bill Gates, right? And so we kind of want to shed a different light on success because we believe that success is about way more than just money. It's about relationships. It's about spirituality. It's about being physically fit and healthy. There's just so many things that go into success. And so we try to talk about all of those things on this show. So welcome. We're glad you're here. This week, I was able to interview Ram Raviv and I learned so much. We talked about podcasting since he's a fellow podcaster. We also talked about college and entrepreneurship and how to balance those two things. So enjoy this episode. It's a great one. Well, I am super excited for this episode today because we have Ram Reeve with us today. How are you doing today, Ram? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. I've been on a few podcasts recently, and this is one that I've actually been following for just a little bit. I know you were in our group as well, Mm -hmm. and I'm really, really looking forward to just providing any insight, value, and just sharing my experiences. Awesome. Yeah, and I'm super excited to have you. You just mentioned that I'm in a a Facebook group, actually, with a bunch of different podcasters, and this group is actually managed and administrated by by you and also your, your partner. So we'll definitely talk a little bit about that coming forward in the episode, especially because I I like to talk about Facebook groups in general and how to create an active community and things like that. But before we jump into those types of things, uh, what's your story, Ram? Where did you start and how did you get where you're at? I know you're super young and you're doing some amazing things, so I'd love to hear all about it. Yeah, so like I said, my name is Ram Raviv. I am 19 years old. I'm a sophomore at a New York City school called Baruch College. It's a uh, business school studying digital marketing. I have a top 100 business podcast called Spreading Success. And the way it really all started was when I was around 14 or 15 watching Gary Vee's content. It came up on the Explore page or all the different types of content. Um, and he really showed me that there was another way. I didn't really know what entrepreneurship was and all the different concepts that went into it because we're just always raised in a society that says there's no other way other than just following the funnel of uh, middle school, high school, and then college and then job. So it really get, it opened my eyes to another perspective. And my dad was also an entrepreneur. He has his own real estate agency, but I really didn't even know much of like how that worked. But yeah, just following that along, I just ended up listening to more people and just ha- being more passionate in making money, escaping nine to five and tr- eventually creating my own business. That's awesome. So 
Sorry, I'm getting over a cold today, but we'll <laughs> deal with it. Um, so you mentioned the desire kind of started at about 14, 15 years old um, when you're watching content from some of the big people like Gary Vee. Um, how did that kind of turn into this desire to to start creating content yourself? And how did you get over any of the initial roadblocks you had doing that? Mm-hmm. So I didn't start creating content until last year when I was 18. Uh, and like you said, those roadblocks were definitely present, especially in things like high school, where you can't escape the person next to you. Mm-hmm. They're going to be sitting there every day in class. College is a little bit different. There's a lot more kids. You don't really know mm-hmm. everyone that much. So it was a little easier. And that's why I'm glad I got started early on in my college year. I started in my second semester of freshman year. And I've always had a desire to create content and build a personal brand for myself. And I remember I was in a plane. Uh, a few years ago, and I wrote this whole paragraph down. I'm like, I want to make content. This is what I want to do. And then it never materialized at that time because of all those fears. And and it was really stupid. Like looking back at it, I wish I started at a uh, 16 or or even 15. And I know that there's a uh, there's a person. His name is Timmy, and he's actually a 13 year old podcaster interviewing awesome. some of the world's greatest entrepreneurs. And I'm like, man, keep grinding. Like I wish I, uh, and a lot of people wish that they were where you are right now. So just keep hustling. Well, and I say the exact same thing to you. I mean, I'm not much older than you, but I'm I'm older than you. I mean, I'm 25, and I wish that I had started back when I was 18, 19. Um, so, I mean, to anyone out there listening, if you have an idea, if you have something you want to create, start now. Because, I mean, yeah, you might not be perfect at it, but you'll grow and you'll get better. And, and it takes time. And the earlier you start, the better you'll be. So that's awesome. Um, you talked a little bit about kind of the dynamics and the differences between high school and college and that you're a college student. And I'm super curious. So you're trying to escape the funnel. You're trying to create your own path, but at the same time, you're going to college. Um, how, how is that balance and what went into that decision? Yeah. So for me, I always like to put it that I'm in a little bit of a rare situation because uh, I was fortunate enough to to get good grades in in high school in the early years, so mm-hmm. I did get a full ride to an honors program, like one of oh, the wow. programs in the business school, and it was like a two point five percent acceptance rate, and like they gave you a free computer, uh, tuition, travel grants, and things like that. And so for me, I know a lot of people go into debt for I don't know sixty five thousand dollars. It's it's crazy. The amount of debt that they go into and so for me it's not really the the money and that's why it was a little bit easier of a choice to uh to go to college but the main thing for me was the networking because the people that i go to school with are the top whatever percentile of the world the people in the specific program there's only a hundred mm-hmm. of them in my school for the specific wow. year and these people are going to be the top lawyers doctors accountants people working on wall street so I'm really looking to network with them and build relationships, close bonds in school, outside of school. And I'm also in clubs. I'm in the college entrepreneurship organization. And to be honest, I'm learning a lot more from from those clubs and those outside interactions than I am from the actual classes. But I'm majoring in digital marketing. So hopefully I'll be able to take some hard skills that I'll be able to transfer over once I graduate. That's awesome. I and there's this huge debate going on in our little circle of podcasting, spe- specifically about entrepreneurship and success, about whether or not college is even worth it. And honestly, I'm not sure exactly how I feel and where I'm at on the spectrum, but I personally did graduate from college. I have a bachelor's degree. And 
I'm thankful for the experience, but at the same time, I can see the other side where, where people talk about you're going into debt and there's so much, so much uh, liability there. And so what's your opinion? I mean, obviously your situation is unique, but to any of those entrepreneurs out there who are wanting to get started, would you recommend they just go straight into entrepreneurship or should they do it as they're also pursuing the college path? I mean, I think it, it does depend on the situation. If you're going to go into debt for it, I think it's not worth it. But I think there, unless you want to be like a doctor, lawyer, accountant, things like mm-hmm. that. But I think there definitely are a lot of other options that are cheaper that you might not go into as much of debt and you'll get basically the same quality education. Uh, another thing for me was that I currently live with my parents at home, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is removing a lot of the expenses for me. So that I don't have to go get a house, an apartment, whatever, and start paying rent. And so one of the conditions, obviously, was that I satisfy them and I, I go to school and I do what I have to do. And so I was going for free anyway. And so it kind of depends. I would like to think of college as for me, it's like a cushion mm-hmm. between high school and the real world. So it's like a time where you can start a business, grow a business and not have expenses. And so yeah. that's why I kind of take that as like a, more of like a time period, like a, a cushion that most people don't get. And that's why I'm grateful for it. But I definitely would not recommend going to anything like a private school. I wouldn't even recommend dorming if you don't have to just trying to minimize as many expenses as you can while still getting that, that four year or however many mm-hmm. year experience. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think um, once you have financial obligations in your life, it's a lot harder to jump into the entrepreneurship track because, I mean, for example, I have a wife and I have two kids and we just barely got a mortgage on our house. And so at this point, like things are, there's a lot higher stakes, but when you're in a situation like you are, where you're still with your parents, you don't have to worry about necessarily sustaining yourself or other people. There's no dependence. That's a perfect time to experiment and to learn. And I think there really needs to be a lot more um, push to let young people experiment with entrepreneurship because you learn so much. I think it's really important. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's honestly insane. The amount of knowledge that I'm getting outside of the classroom. And I think if you do go to college and you are an entrepreneur, I think it is a waste of time if you're not doing something on the side, whether that be a side hustle, a podcast, something that's going to give you that head start when you go into the real world. So I do think Mm -hmm. that even if you do get it for free, even if you do have a unique situation, you better be making the most out of it. Obviously, right now is around 8.15. I came back from school and from the city, I took an hour and a half train and now I'm here. I'm not just messing around. I'm I'm here mm-hmm. scheduling out episodes, calling people and just re- really recording and, and just putting in a lot of effort into all the different aspects that go into what I do. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about your podcast, um, Spreading Success. First of all, any of you listening, this is obviously if you're listening to our show, Rom's show would be a perfect show for you. So go ahead and search for that and and take a listen. But I'd like to talk about the journey of your podcast. You said it's still pretty young. It's it's still pretty new, but you've had some amazing success. Uh, you mentioned you were in the top 100. How did you get there and what's the story of the podcast? So the way that I got started was I went to a business event called Breakthrough at the time. Uh, about nine months ago, I was trying out drop shipping. That was like the the thing that struck me most, like really, really starting into entrepreneurship and spending money and just kind of playing with it. It didn't work mm-hmm. out for me. I ended up losing some money, but you know, I did try and I learned a lot. Uh, so I, I went to one of those events. It was like a drop shipping e-commerce event. And one of the speakers there, his name was Casey Adams. 
and he's a big podcaster. He's has some huge people on. And he said, no matter what you do, no matter who you are, just start a podcast. And he was going into it very, very deeply. And that just motivated me. And I knew I wanted to do something with content a while back, but it was finally out of high school. And I was like, okay, I need to get this started. So I actually ordered the microphone while he was talking. I didn't wait till <laughs> I got home. I didn't wait till I made more excuses. I ordered the mic. Uh, and one of the goals that I wrote was that I wanted to hit that top 100. And I wanted to uh, interview. I wrote a list of some people that I wanted to have on my show. Mm -hmm. Some of them I have had, some of them still a work in progress. And yeah, and I've just been pretty consistent with it in the past few months. It's been a little dry because of my, uh, because of the pod blade and the editing that we'll talk about a little later. Mm -hmm. But yeah, overall, it's just been, it's been really, really fun. I've been getting opportunities uh, and people's phone numbers that I never even dreamed of talking to beforehand, like Casey Adams, mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm going to get on a podcast with him very, very shortly. And, you know, he was on stage. I was like, wow, this guy's so cool. How's he doing this? And now, you know, I can FaceTime him, say what's up. And it's just like the opportunities are crazy. And leveraging, I think, is the biggest thing. It's it's an hour of someone's time. It's a free mentorship call. People just, mm -hmm. they, they hear the word podcast. And like, oh, it's for like old people or like they don't get it. But it's really just talk. It's like a FaceTime call yeah. with a microphone. It's it's nothing different than FaceTiming your friends, except you just get to FaceTime anyone you want if you know how to do it correctly. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I've found the same thing with our podcast. I have talked to people that if I was walking down the street and they saw me, they probably wouldn't even give me a second glance. But because of the podcast and because of the small platform, I mean, we're not huge, but we have a small little platform. Because of that, if I email someone, they're actually going to respond. If I reach out to someone like they, they're actually interested. And so you, it really does provide a lot of opportunities. It's, it's amazing. And what are your recommendations if someone has a podcast or in my case, I mean, it's a mentorship call, right? Um, how do you grow exactly. a podcast? Like how do you, how do you really make it, make it into something big and grow your listenership? So for me, listenership is something that has never been a goal of mine and never mm -hmm. will be a goal of mine. Um, I think a lot of people need to realize that listenership doesn't uh, equal ranking on something like the iTunes charts. Oh, um, cool. And there's a lot of research that does go into it. You know, the algorithm for every social or every platform, there is some kind of system that goes into it. But for me, either way, listenership has never been a goal. Whether I have one listener or 100,000 listeners for the next 10 years, I'm still going to do it because of the relationship capital that I'm able to gain to it. And mm -hmm. a lot of people especially kids my age really don't understand that they're like, you're wasting your time. Yeah. You're not making any money. What are you doing? But I really, I see three steps ahead and just, for example, even just getting something as simple as their phone number really does make that difference if you know how to leverage it. But yeah, I mean, in terms of growing the, the number one thing I recommend is leveraging your guest as much as possible, squeezing every last drop that you can. So for example, a few things that I do is, I make a custom audiogram for the guest mm -hmm. and originally I was posting them myself and I'm like, wait, why don't I just hijack the guest audience? And so I would send it to them and allow them to post to their audience. One of them, I think got 20,000 views and wow. it's just crazy how doing something as simple as that can just change the whole pattern of your show. So that's just one example of really leveraging uh, really as much as you can from the guest. But another thing would be going live with the guest on Instagram. This is something that mm -hmm. I been very consistent with and not a lot of people do in the space and that just shows the not only the, the viewers that are watching it but the people uh who listen to your show as well that wow 
this guy is close enough with this person that's he's willing to go live and obviously that that screen recorded and say for example i've gone live with david Meltzer and a few other really cool people just because i asked wow. and that that's the number one thing it's just ask and don't be afraid and it's all about positioning yourself right so i have a top 100 business podcast and i didn't get there to boost my ego or to mm -hmm. sound cool i did it to use it as a platform to leverage and to get even a higher level quality guests and so in order to grow your show in order to gain that leverage you need to leverage other people's names and that's how i got started so i went to those events like breakthrough with the drop shipping and i met casey adams and I would just message the speaker, send them a nice voice note there because it's a little bit easier than, right? You have something to talk about. Hey, I mm -hmm. saw you yesterday at this event or, hey, I remember you said this. It really struck out to me. And a lot of people do mess up with that, by the way, because they, they just say, hey, I'm a big fan. And that's really that's positioning yourself as like a lower um, mm -hmm. value. But really, once you realize that a podcast really is a good investment of their time as well as yours, then right. it gives you a little bit more confidence. And I've even traded some people's courses on personal finance and drop shipping just for them to get on my podcast. And that's when I realized, wow, this really is something to be leveraged. So really it's, it's all about leveraging and, and just making the most out of every connection you make. Mm -hmm. It sounds like your mind's in the right place. I, I think too many people have the wrong goals going into, whether it be podcasting or creating a YouTube channel or a business or whatever it is. I think having the right goals is important. And I loved how you mentioned that your goal isn't to have a huge audience base. If it's one person or a million, you still want yep. to produce the it's content a, because it's value for you. Yeah, it's value and it's a passion. I mean, if I, if I got value from it, but I didn't like do it doing it, I would definitely not do it. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely a combination of both. And that's really where monetizing the passion came in. And we'll obviously get into that. Yeah. Hey, questers, I hope you're enjoying this episode of Success Quest. Real quick, I just wanted to thank the sponsor of this episode, Audible. Audible is an amazing service that allows you to listen to audiobooks. They have just about any audiobook out there and you can listen to them on your own time. Personally, I like to listen to things because I don't have a whole lot of time to sit down and read, but I do like to learn and I can learn wherever I am, whether I'm washing the dishes or driving in the car. In fact, that's why I like podcasts so much. And Audible is a great way to listen to books. To get one free audiobook and two Audible originals, go ahead and go to mysuccessquest.com slash audible to get a 30-day free trial. And thank you again to Audible for sponsoring this episode of Success Quest. Um, so, I mean, let's jump into that real quick right now. Um, do you, How do you monetize your podcast? Is the podcast itself monetized or is that going into the Podblade business? So I don't monetize my own podcast, mm -hmm. mostly because I don't really want to ruin the, the listener experience. Mm -hmm. And I just, it doesn't feel right to me when I do that. So I like to monetize through the relationships that I build. But it's mostly to build the brand and the credibility of myself. And obviously, Apple Crider, my co founder also has mm -hmm. his podcast built up. Uh, we have a little bit uh, different strategies in terms of our own show, but the general concepts to build credibility, build authority, and then transfer that authority when people need something like podcast editing. And so what we created is a $20 all-in-one podcast editing service called Podblade. And the way that it happened is we really needed the service ourselves. And we saw a lot of people charging hundreds of dollars mm -hmm. for all this really, really minuscule stuff that 
podcasters don't need and people can't even tell the difference. It's like the dumbest things. And they're charging hundreds of dollars. And we're like, let's give podcasters everything they need and none of what they don't. And that's why we include audio, video, and a free social media audiogram to help the, for example, I use the audiogram to help them grow their show. The video is posted on YouTube and the audio to post on, uh, I use uh, Anchor, but really it doesn't really matter. But mm-hmm. that's really where the idea came from. Great. So you're you're really providing a lot of value there for a very affordable price. Um, and is this, how, how did you um, meet your co-founder, Apple, and how did that all come together? Yeah. So the way that it really all started was when I first got started with the podcast, like a few weeks after uh, the whole business event with Casey Adams, I really had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> My first podcast was actually recorded over a Discord call. And if you know anything about Discord, it's not meant for that. Let's just say <laughs> I was like connecting it with GarageBand and it was trying to sync and it was just garbage. I really I felt bad because I had to actually get rid of that episode and reshoot it like few weeks later but Mm -hmm. so that's really how it all happened but in terms of like meeting apple i was very very confused so i reached out to people that i saw on instagram i would just type in podcasts or just through mutual friends Mm -hmm. and he was one of them another one was john danes i was just asking him questions nonstop. he already had a top podcast at that time so he's way more experienced than i am but he was slowly teaching me things once he saw that i would take action on them because a lot of people just ask and they just run away and they didn't really do anything and so he saw that dedication that i actually wanted to succeed and, and do a lot of positive things for myself and for my show and he eventually just kept giving me and giving me and giving me until he felt comfortable enough with me to give me his own his personal editor that he had and mm-hmm. so we we're kind of sharing that and then he's like man we could actually scale this and turn this into a legitimate company and so it's kind of like by accident because i was just doing my research and mm-hmm. asking the right questions and putting in the effort and it's really all about surrounding yourself with the right people because who would have guessed a DM saying, hey, what's up, would lead to an eventual uh, eventual partnership and just getting some amazing advice and learning from him and now having my own Top 100 show and teaching other people how to do it and just showing them the right way to do a podcast and a lot of other people not really doing that. Yeah. Well, I think that some of the best things that happen in life happen very organically like that. You're not necessarily searching it out. You're not, it's not necessarily your plan, but things just kind of work out and they fall into place. And I think that one of the best things that anyone can do is just be willing to take opportunities that come and be looking for them because they'll fall right into your lap sometimes. And so a little more about Podblade. Um, you guys have also created an amazing community on Facebook. Uh, honestly, I'm a member of many, many, many podcast communities, and it is one of the few that I've found valuable. Uh, what's the secret? I mean, what have you guys done to create such an engaging community? I think the secret is not in creating the community as a whole is by not spamming links. That's that's an, mm-hmm. a big thing that a lot of people do. We like to organize that into promotional threads so that they still get the best of both worlds from clean feed, value-driven opinion, and just do it, creating that safe space, but still allowing them to have that opportunity to promote their show, leave reviews, and things like that. So that's like a, a really important thing that we noticed right off the bat. And another thing is the way that we got 
our members to where it is right now, aside from that one giveaway we did a few weeks ago, was mm -hmm. by individually messaging every single person and asking them to join this group. So we have about a wow. thousand people. We were doing like like a hundred a hundred uh members a week and obviously not everyone said yes but mm -hmm. that's definitely what was a process and i think people felt that because it was a personal invitation that it was something legit and not just someone spamming them with the link and that's what got them very excited and engaged in the group yeah and so on facebook would you just literally search podcast or podcaster to try to find the right people and then just send them a message that way or how I would actually, find these people? I would actually engage with people in other groups. So for example, if someone posted something, I would just respond and then maybe reach out and say, Hey, I saw your post. Um, just wanted to connect. How are you? You know, have a conversation and be like, by the way, I just created this group. Uh, here's a personal invite, whatever. Can't wait to see you there. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be anything complicated, but just doing that every single day that that 1000 mark, we really, really want to hit that. And now we're more worried on about the, the whole business side, mm -hmm. but definitely creating content consistently, uh, standing out, creating a safe space. I know a lot of people don't feel comfortable in a lot of groups, especially the promotion ones. Mm -hmm. Really not a lot of value in those, just everyone spamming links, no one clicking on them because yep. it's all spam. And so that's why we, we created that community of just value and helping each other, asking questions, answering questions. Sometimes we get a little goofy with the with the gifts and stuff, but yeah, it's just about being different and providing value, not focusing on, mm -hmm. oh, let's just spam my link and no one's going to click on it anyway. Yeah, and I'm assuming that the Facebook group is a great um, sales funnel to get them into Podblade, but at the same time, there's got to be a balance, right? Because if, if Podblade is just constantly marketing, people are going to leave the group. But yeah. but I think that you guys have done a pretty good job. I've seen a couple links and a couple posts that do promote it. Um, how do you do that balancing act? So the main thing for us when we got started with the group was not for sales. Obviously, we knew that putting people in our ecosystem would help that and build a trust. Mm -hmm. And that's why we called it the Podblade Podcasting Community because it builds a community around it. And I think the number one thing that we did that was really, really awesome was that we made that banner. Obviously, you've seen it. And mm -hmm. right there on the right-hand side is a big Podblade logo. And now when people want to order or they've seen it around, they subconsciously see that every yep. time they join the group. And that builds trust. That builds brand awareness. And that's really the key to building a, a very, very intense client base. And just mm -hmm. making sure that they stay in the ecosystem for as long as possible. They tell their friends it's unique, it's valuable, and that's and affordable. And that's really what we want to be known for, providing value. Because we know podcasters, they're not millionaires. They mm -hmm. are Most of them are struggling to make money with their show. Most of them have jobs. And this is kind of like a side passion or a yep. hobby. And so we want to give them the opportunity to stay consistent with their show and have it professionally edited while not going broke. And that's really the mm -hmm. whole thing, providing value. It's affordable. And we really see the trend of podcasting just skyrocketing. It's yeah. already um, did a project in school. I think over 51% of people over the age of 14 years old have listened to a podcast in their life. And this is like this number is slowly, slowly, exponentially increasing. So I just see it as the future. And that's why that's really where the passion comes from, because like I see the opportunities that come from and I see the vision and the first mover advantage, especially getting those high level guests early. Mm -hmm. is crucial because when someone when podcasting becomes saturated and for example david Meltzer gets hundreds of messages a day coming on the podcast if you don't if you're not top 100 if you don't have other 
top people, they're not even going to look at you. And so that's yep. why I'm, I'm really preaching to get started now. Anchor.fm, sign up. I actually just made a TikTok <laughs> about it yesterday. It got like 30,000 views organically. That's that's another thing, by the way. TikTok, definitely have to get on that. But yeah, that's that's really it. Yeah, um, I've looked at TikTok, but I have a hard time. And maybe it's just because I'm right too old to be in the TikTok market. But I have a hard time understanding the social network and what type of content to create on it. Quick tips. If someone wants to get going on TikTok, TikTok what kind of stuff do you, do you put on there? Uh, I think people just have to understand that TikTok is not Instagram. TikTok is not Facebook. TikTok is not LinkedIn. Uh-huh. And when I see people posting Instagram videos or like even like the square size on TikTok, they're doing it completely wrong. That mm-hmm. doesn't work. You have to understand the platform. And so my first post was how to start a podcast. I did it in the whole TikTok format with text and step one, step two. It was very, very easy. I'm still training in hashtag podcasting and hashtag podcaster, I think. Still the number one wow. post. And it's just about under like studying. I also like I'm still 19 and a lot of people are hilarious on that app. So uh-huh. I do like actually enjoy it. Um, and I know people like Gary Vee are also on the app as well. Mm-hmm. But I just I think just from looking at the app and just seeing what works and obviously seeing things that I enjoy watching, that's how I created the content. And a lot of people think that it's just like a dancing app or a singing app. But yeah. it's really for, for this video and one that's coming out tomorrow, it's really about providing value. There's a lot of how to videos. There's a lot of things that I save just because like it's really cool. For example, like how to get a, like textbooks for free. Uh, that's like the 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 entrepreneur and the business side, obviously I'm not going to make a video of myself like dancing to random songs. You have to like, like understand your brand and then like, like play with the trends and make them applicable to what you're doing. So that's, that's really what I would say. Yeah. Well, and I, I'd say that those tips are actually relevant to any social network. You have to understand yeah. the social network. They're not all the same. If you're trying to market on Facebook versus LinkedIn versus TikTok versus Instagram, they're all different. You have to, cater your content to those platforms. So that's super, super important. Um, and there's also something to be said about getting in early. I mean, TikTok, it's big, but it's still a very, very small social network and a very new social network. And so I'm sure it's a lot easier to get a lot of eyes on your content because it's new, right? Yeah, I have, I have, I had, when I first posted it, <laughs> I had five followers. Uh huh. Two of them were me. okay so i had five followers two of them were me and i just posted it and 99 percent of my traction came from the for you page which is like the explore page and that's basically the only thing that i look at when i personally use it and so from having basically three people it reached thirty thousand pairs of eyeballs and that is crazy almost 31 actually trending in the hashtags and i didn't do anything special I did not do anything special. It took me all of maybe 10 minutes. I said, step one, go to anchor.fm, stop the video, next. Step two, sign up. Step three, uh, upload your cover art, make an account, and you're good to go. That was it. I dragged some text in, posted it. That's it. You just got to understand the platform (laughs) and, and the different styles. But the content is the same, right? I can make a podcast episode, call it how to start a podcast. It would be the same thing in a five minute clip. But you just have to understand the formatting and the text, how it goes where and how you stop and start the videos. Just understanding, I would just say to go on the platform yourself if, if for anyone who does want to start and just study how it 
how people format it and try to mm-hmm. copy it into your own brand of what you're doing. Yeah. That's super awesome. That's amazing. Um, so, I mean, we've talked about a lot of things here. We've talked about podcasting, Podblade, the company you're building, TikTok even. Um, what are your what are your biggest recommendations for people that are trying to just be more successful in life? Start a podcast. <laughs> that, 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 I love it. And and I, I like saying it from a podcaster, but I'm just saying it like the amount of opportunities it's given me aside from the actual podcast, it's crazy because a podcast really isn't anything that you're not already doing. The only mm-hmm. thing you got to do is just get a microphone. It's a FaceTime call with a little better audio. That's yep. all it is. And it's for, for the most part, once you get the mic and the camera, it's basically free unless you do want editing that's a little bit more professional and will help accelerate your show a little bit more. But for the most part, it's very, very inexpensive. And although you might be spending $20 an episode for professional editing and audio and video and whatever, you're making way more than $20 per episode in relationship capital. And that $20 that you're paying is, is temporary, right? If you, if I have $20 and I spend it, I don't have $20 anymore. But if I get someone's phone number, that could be, go so far down the line for example like apple i just dm'd him look at where it got me i didn't pay mm-hmm. for that and yeah. if i just paid him 50 dollars for like a course i would have not had anything to hold on to and that's why i think relationship capital is worth so much more especially for people thinking long term and i'm really glad that i'm able to think long term at such a young age because i can see what matters a little bit more like I don't need that extra money now. I'd rather invest that time and energy into getting people's phone numbers, getting on Instagram Live, building my personal brand, because that stuff is long term. A lot of people my age, unfortunately, are thinking all about the short term, spending money, living life, having fun. Well, mm-hmm. while that is important, you definitely need to start thinking about the future. Yeah, yeah, love it. Um, and for you, how do you define success? For me personally, my my own goal is to escape the nine to five before I graduate. So that's like uh-huh. my success point. And really at all, like once I work for myself, live on my own terms, you know, all, all those cliche stuff, but uh-huh. that's really what I'm chasing. Obviously uh, I do want to make a lot of money. I mean, who doesn't, if you say you don't, you're lying, but, <laughs> but that's like not the main thing. That's like, it'd be nice, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the cherry on top. But for me, just living life on my own terms, not going to a boring nine to five job that I hate because I've seen so many people who just do it and they hate it. So mm-hmm. if I can somehow escape the rat race and I have, it's like the time is ticking. I have like two, what, two and a half years or like one and a half years to get it done. And so the clock is ticking. That's like an immediate goal. And just, just to be fulfilled in what I do and be able to find a passion and then monetize. It. And so far I've been doing that. So I would say to myself, I am, getting to being successful. I mean, I, I am definitely happy and I'm fulfilled with what mm-hmm. I'm doing now. Obviously there's always room for improvement and I definitely will. And I'm always growing month by month. It's it's crazy how fast I'm accelerating. Yeah. And I think it's important to recognize those wins. Um, when you do yeah. something, even if you aren't necessarily there yet, you're not necessarily where you want to be. That doesn't mean that you haven't achieved a lot already. I, I always talk about, I mean, when you go hiking and you're walking up a hill, it looks like you have so far to go. But then you look back and you see how far you've come. It's an amazing experience. And so, I mean, the quest for success is real. But at the same time, there's a lot of places where we can we can really celebrate what we've done. And it sounds like you've done some amazing things. So, I mean, congratulations on that. 
Thank you. I really, really appreciate that. And I'm very, very grateful for all the opportunities because if people like Apple, people like John Danes did not give me that support, mm-hmm. then I don't know where I would be. And I'm also very, very grateful that I found my passion early on right. and that I, I understood it early on because I, I before this, I was just like, what am I passionate about? I know I want to do business, but I don't really know what it means. And and just that I found a way to also monetize it. That's big. A lot of people can find their ultimate passion. Wow, this gives me so much fulfillment, but mm-hmm. they, they can't make money and then they go broke. So I'm really, really glad that it's all kind of piecing together the personal brand, the podcast, the pod blade. It's all kind of in, in harmony. And I'm just so grateful for that. I really hope that I continue to do that and to expand and to continue to learn and grow and provide that value that was given to me and pass it down to other podcasters, other people who want to get started. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, well, thank you so much, Ram. Is there any other things that you'd like to tell our audience before you're, before we, we go? I'll just say it again. Start a podcast, anchor.fm. I'm <laughs> not an affiliate, but you guys just understand that podcasting is a different creature, just leveraging the opportunities to really do whatever you want. And it doesn't matter how many listeners you have. It's all about positioning yourself, leveraging the people you've already had and the authority. If you guys do have any questions whatsoever, you can message me on Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is at Ram Raviv, R-O-M-R-A-V-I-V. And the podcast, Spreading Success, if you have any questions. Uh, oh, also join the podcasting community by Podblade. Uh, Jacob will tell you a little bit about it in the <laughs> outro. And yeah, that's that's really it. Always here to provide value. And I definitely had a fun time on the mm-hmm. show. Yeah, and even if you're not a podcaster, I think it's a good community to join if you're interested in learning more about podcasting in general. Because there's a Very lot of valuable. cool things that are shared in there. And a lot of great questions. I mean, I'm constantly seeing new posts from people. And there's a lot of really great conversations. So it, it's a good place to join. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ram. I really appreciate you being on the show. Um, Thank you for all the value you've provided and have a great night. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to the very end of this episode. I hope that you were able to learn something from it. I know that I was. Ram provided a lot of value and I really appreciate him being on the show. As you know, we've been doing a $20 Amazon gift card giveaway for the month of December. And since December is now over, that has officially ended. We are going to be working on going through the submissions this week to choose a winner. And we will announce that next week on the podcast and also on our Facebook group. So look forward to that. If you want to support the show, go to mysuccessquest.com slash support and you'll find a lot of different ways that you can support us. You can leave a review in your favorite podcast app. You can share the podcast with a friend or a family member, or you can even throw us a dollar a month or more our way so that we can continue to make this show. Thank you so much for your continued support and have a successful day.